Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are always open, 833-804-0910. That's 833-804-0910. You can always tweet us your thoughts throughout the show, at 910 The Fan or at AWOD Radio. The question of the day here at 1 p.m. on The Fan, every day at 1 p.m., the Richmond Commander, the question of the day is... Who will be Washington's starting quarterback in 2024? 833-804-0910. The question of the day on the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for some- The phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. All right, so this is the way I look at it. There's three options for the Commanders quarterback in 2024. Number one and most likely stub is a rookie quarterback. And I think most people believe when you have the power, the number two overall pick, probably swing for the fences, draft a quarterback, and hope he's your franchise guy. That's most most likely. All right? Second option, if they don't like the quarterbacks in this year's draft, are to run it back with Sam Howell, use the power of the number two overall pick to trade back use the rest of the six picks in the top 102 to draft offensive linemen or wide receivers to give him some more weapons and run it back with Sam Howell. The third option is free agency. 833-804-0910. I'll give out my percentage chance for each of the quarterbacks. So out of 100% here, I will say 5% chance it's Kirk Cousins. 5% chance they run it back with Kirk. Maybe Adam Peters and company decide, hey, uh, there's a decent amount of talent on this roster. If we have a quarterback to stabilize the offense, Dan Quinn can fix the defense and we can compete. I will say 5% Russell Wilson. He's okay. not going to be with Denver anymore. I mean, that no, feels yeah, no, uh, very that. solid. Yeah, Even though Sean Payton keeps saying, well, we haven't actually decided what we're going to do when we're still reviewing the film. Uh, Russell's still on our roster, but Russell Wilson's coming out and saying that they tried to mess with his contract and he doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, 5% Russell Wilson. 10% Sam Howell. 10% chance Sam Howell is the starting quarterback in 2024. Maybe it's Sam Howell and Bo Nix and Sam Howell beats him out in camp. 10% Jaden Daniels. 20% Drake May. 40% Caleb Williams. That's where I'm at if we're doing 100%. I want to throw out there, it, it, Michael mentioned Russell moving to Tampa Bay, and if Baker becomes available, I'd like Baker. Okay. I think that would be a fun that would be a fun thing I hadn't considered we yet. We can add Baker to the list. That's a good point there. Now, they did just restructure his contract, So, and Michael was kind of talking about Russell and Baker, I think, you know, so I don't know. If that's a possibility. I don't, I don't think Baker would want to be a backup. Um, He's too I, good to be a I backup. I do think that based on the draft and free agency, there's going to be a quarterback cut that would get an opportunity. Uh, but I also think if Baker Mayfield comes here, it's going to be an open competition between him and Sam Howell. Yeah. I, I don't think you just hand it to Baker and say, How, here, Howell, you're the backup. So if you want to chime in, 833-804-0910, who will be the starting quarterback for Washington in 2024? All right, so you're in on Baker, or that's just an option you're throwing that's out? That's an option you're I'm throwing out really there. really in on Kirk. I'm, on, I'm in on Kirk a lot, but Baker, I, I just kind of thought about today, uh-huh. and I'm stewing on it, and but I'm starting to like it. It seems like you're really in on a 
a free, free agent. agent. Yes, a I'm absolutely on a veteran guy here okay. and a trade back. So Peter King, one of the greatest NFL and sports reporters of all time, is retiring and wrote a farewell article. On his final piece, a final article he will ever write for the Monday morning quarterback, now, he did mention in the article he might retire and then still do some writing, so maybe this won't ever be his actual farewell article, but he treats it as his farewell article. He talks about his entire career, the good guys, the bad guys, his favorite interviews, his favorite Super Bowl. Well, he ended the article giving his thoughts on the future of the league, the National Football League, and he says, I think I have five quick thoughts about the near future. Number one I love. He thinks Tom Brady's going to be very good in the Fox booth. He's making $37 million a year. He's been working at it over the last five months, getting used to doing games in the booth and learning from people he admires in TV. But his second thought about the future involves the Washington Commanders. And I find it very interesting. When Peter King writes, people listen. When Peter King speaks, people jot down notes. They take it very seriously. Here's exactly what he said. I suppose the Bears are going to trade the top pick. I know nothing, but that seems to be the way the wind is blowing. Ooh. What I say, the Bears could keep Justin Fields and should and trade the first pick down once or even twice and build the kind of supporting cast a team needs to contend. Suppose GM Ryan Poles traded the pick down one spot to Washington which would take Caleb Williams and got the second pick, a second round pick, and a 2025 first round pick in return. Right there, you saw it. Peter King is suggesting that Washington could trade the second pick, a second round pick, and a 2025 first round pick to move up to number one to get Caleb Williams. He goes on to suppose that Poles trade back the second pick to Atlanta at eight. And the Falcons picked one of the other quarterbacks. In return, Chicago gets the eighth pick, Atlanta's second-round pick, and a first and a second pick in next year. <coughs> he says, imagine moving from one to eight and ending up with a ton of draft picks, three first-round picks, two second-round picks, moving down just seven spots, and you'd run it back with Justin Fields next year. Makes a lot of sense for Chicago to do that. I love Justin Fields. I think, I think a lot he's of really great. In Chicago, are 50-50 on him. Yeah. And when you're 50-50 on a quarterback, usually you give him a benefit of the doubt and say, "Well, run it back for one more season." Right. Because here's the thing: if you're a Bears fan, you're also probably thinking this. Let's just try it again with Justin Fields. If it doesn't work, we're gonna fire Matt Eberflus anyway. Then we can start <laughs> 2025. With a new coach and a new quarterback. Yeah, and then they can get like a Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Get a great weapon for Fields. I think Fields is just as good as like a Jordan Love. Yeah. And he got to the playoffs. The thing is, uh, I I would say that he he's in the same ballpark for Jordan Love, except for Jordan Love really turned it on to another level over the final four games of the season and the postseason. I would say at times this year they were equal, and then Jordan Love past him um, with his throwing ability. That's yep. what's held Justin Fields back. I don't want Justin Fields in Washington, but I would love for the Chicago Bears to say we're going to stick with Fields. And look, all he said is, I know nothing, but it seems to be the way the wind is blowing. <laughs> and it's not the first time that I've heard this, and it yep. won't be the last. 
Caleb Williams will most likely go number one. And if Washington wants him, they will most likely have to move up to number one. Now, here's an interesting scenario that I heard my guys Chris Russell and Linnell talking about on the Team 980 in Washington, D.C. Caleb Williams is not going to throw at his scouting combine. He's going to throw at his pro day. Maybe he doesn't throw well. Maybe there's some report that comes out about Caleb and he drops off a little bit and Drake May looks great. I would not be shocked if Drake May went number one. If Caleb Williams is available at number two, is that your answer? And that's when I shot back. If Drake May moves up draft boards to number one in all mock drafts based on the combine and the information that comes out over the next few weeks before the draft, I then want Drake May. Because my whole point is I want Caleb Williams because I think he's going to be the star, but I also want the number one quarterback, all right, that is evaluated, all right? So okay. what I'm saying is this is my perfect offseason for Washington. I said I want the number one GM available. Got him. We got him. Got him. Like, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. <laughs> we got the number got one GM available. I wanted one of the best coaches available. That would have been Ben Johnson, right? So you missed there. But you can bring me back if you get the number one quarterback available. So that's why, to me, it, it is whoever is evaluated to go number one, you bring to Washington. That's my take. I, I put my quarterback evaluation on the line saying Caleb Williams is going to be a pro bowler in the next five years. My quarterback evaluation is not drafting the quarterback for the commanders. It's up to Adam Peters and the scouts to come up with their guy. But if their evaluation says that Drake is number one, I want them to get Drake. I want them to get the number one quarterback that they evaluate ahead of the draft. And it, we, there's two. It really seems like there's at least two fantastic quarterbacks, and we have the second pick. And it's, as much as I like a free agent, this is this is seems more and more like the year to take a rookie. Yeah, that's just what I, I mean. Hear. This is it feels like this is uh, the deepest class we've had in three or four years because not only are the top three really interesting prospects, right? Like last year, I was hating on the guys. The number thir- three quarterback last year was Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. And I was like, what? Those guys are complete projects. And I knew Bryce Young was going to be a failure. I put it on the damn board before the season began. You did. That Bryce Young was not going to win more than four games. Sure didn't. Did, did not. <laughs> sure didn't. I'll admit I was wrong about C.J. Stroud. But I went one for one. All right? You had a, I you, called you out said, Bryce Young. You said most of the rookies would go under 500. Yeah. And I think that was pretty true. It was. Now, it's tough because Will Levis didn't see action until 11th week of the season. And Anthony Richardson got hurt four weeks into the season. Uh, but I was right about Bryce Young. Right? Doesn't mean I'm going to be right about Caleb or Drake May. But it does feel like the three quarterbacks at the top of the draft are very intriguing prospects. And, I, you know, Michael Penix. Dude made it to the finals. Right, yeah. showed showed a lot of uh, poise and, and and he's super athletic. Bo Nix is is a good is an interesting prospect because of how much time he spent in college to learn. And then JJ McCarthy, who Michael Phillips brought up on his show, that guy's the national champion, and he hasn't done the most of anyone, right? <laughs> because he had a damn good team in Michigan. He basically had to just hand the ball off. It's kind of a college Niners, right? But he did have some really good film on tape, so. I, th- I think there's a chance. Like I said last year, I-, I I didn't believe in any of the rookie quarterbacks. I believe two quarterbacks drafted in the first round this year will have great seasons. And I don't know that it's two of the first three. I think there's a shot that maybe it's Caleb or Drake, and then maybe it's Michael Penix or McCarthy. 
or someone else we're not even mentioning. You think two make playoffs? Uh, no. no, 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 no. Playoffs is too tough. Okay. Playoffs is too tough. One will though. One will. One All right. Will. Yep. All right. If you want to chime in, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're gonna, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. So I want to get back into Peter King's farewell article. And look. He didn't just talk about the Commanders. He also talked about possible quarterback starters in 2024 and his also just his thoughts on the future of the league. That's the lead story as we go around the NFL here on NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL, NFL Hits on AWOD Radio. All right, I'm going to ask Stubb here if he can fill in the blank. Love this from Peter King. Says, I don't have a good feeling about blank in 2024, but the blank return to goodness, it's got to be on the wings of their quarterback. He needs to lead them in 2024. He does not feel good about what NFL team, unless their quarterback can take a step forward in leadership. Remember, leadership leadership was a big topic of conversation towards the end of the season. And obviously, Adam Peters said leader of men a hundred times. What quarterback and what team do you think he's talking about? So not not the commanders then. Not the commanders. Not the commanders then. Is it is it Lamar and the Ravens? No. That's a good guess, though. Okay. Lamar, now think about this. It's a team that ended on a sour note. Ended on a Lamar sour note. Lamar made it to, what, the AFC title game or semifinals? Title. Uh, Was it the AFC title game? They lost to the Chiefs, and then the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl after that game. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, well, I know. So a disappointing one would be would it be Hurts and the Eagles? Philadelphia. There it so is. So I don't have a good feeling about Philadelphia in twenty twenty four. The Eagles return to good on the wings of Jalen Hurts. And look, I, he's not the only one saying this, right? A lot of people in Philadelphia wanted Nick Sirianni's head after the season because it kind of feels like he's lost the locker room, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that they did not do a good enough job replacing their OC and DC last season when both of them became head coaches. And now they were on the lookout again this offseason to replace the OC and the DC. So it's just interesting. Does not feel good about the future of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, But how about this? ESPN's article predicting all 32 NFL starting quarterbacks for the 2024 season. I'll start with Washington. They said the quarterback carousel is always in motion. And while many NFL teams know where they stand on a signal caller heading into the season, there are plenty facing uncertainty at football's most important position. Now, for Washington, they went with Drake May. They say the rookie landing spot is Washington. The Commanders lost their final eight games to move into the number two slot in a quarterback-heavy draft. They will not give Sam Howe another shot. I believe they'll take a top quarterback prospect, perhaps UNC's Drake May, without having to trade up, and they can keep Howell as a solid backup. Washington's stock is on the rise, and I think Drake May is certainly in a possibility. That's why I put it at 20%. And there's even an article where Drake May came out talking about his friendship with Sam Howell, and he, he oh, thinks those two would get along great well, in nice. a <laughs> locker room together. They wouldn't as much be competing as much working together. Pittsburgh. Starting quarterback 2024, 
Justin Fields. Ooh. They say the Steelers' next franchise quarterback is not currently on the roster. Kenny Pickett hasn't shown enough. Mason Rudolph stinks. This is a team that managed to win 10 games last season despite their weak quarterback group, which makes them a candidate to deal for Fields, who could be a decent fit with new offense coordinator Arthur Smith. So that's one QB shakeup that would rock that division. New England Patriots, Jaden Daniels. They're most likely going yeah, to stick yeah. with the number three pick and take him. That made sense. Minnesota Vikings. You have any guesses here? Not Kirk Cousins. Not Kirk. Yep, and not Are Justin they, Fields. They give it not Dobbs. I would imagine either. <laughs> they didn't even mention. Are him. they giving them Russ? Yeah. All right. ESPN's giving Minnesota Vikings Russ Wilson. They say let's call this Wilson plus Oregon's Bo Nix. They think that Minnesota will draft a young quarterback, but also want to be in the mix this season, competing for a playoff spot. Said I could see the Vikings uh, balking at giving him a multi-year guaranteed contract, and they believe Russell Wilson will be the answer. Las Vegas Raiders, a rookie quarterback, Michael Penix Jr. to okay. Vegas. Denver Broncos, move on from Russell. Draft J.J. McCarthy. Chicago Bears. Is, is it Caleb, Caleb Williams? Williams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Atlanta Falcons. This is the final interesting one. You've did, heard the quarterbacks on the move. Did they get Kirk then? They have Atlanta where Kirk, okay. getting Kirk Cousins. The status saying they're searching for a veteran. Atlanta would make sense for Kirk Cousins, assuming he's fully recovered from the torn Achilles injury. He is familiar with... Um, with Raheem Morris. Don't the so. Falcons already have a, a former Washington quarterback on their roster? Taylor Heineke? Right. <laughs> he might be moving on this offseason, too. Uh, there were some rumors that he might end up in Pittsburgh with Arthur Smith, the quarter, uh, the coach that got him to Atlanta oh, okay. in the first place. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, you know what I also found was really interesting? There was an article today about the NFL fumble in the end zone rule. Yeah, Unlikely this- to change in 2024. This is the season for rule changes, right? The offseason. They said, Layer Brown Sports, just don't expect the fumble in the end zone rule to be one of those rules that's changed. I don't really find it that much of a controversial rule. Like, you're an idiot, Zay Flowers. Why were you reaching to the goal line when you knew you weren't going to make it? I, just run into the end zone. I, I listened to Grant and Danny talk about it for a very long time. Grant hates the rule. I know. I know he hates it. And, yeah. and, and I think their their point of just push them, keep, let them keep position, uh, possession, but push them way back on the field makes sense to me. I don't know, put him on like the 30 or something like right. that. He doesn't like that you hand the ball to the other team without them recovering it. But my view has always been you have to punish the offense for being an idiot. <laughs> and you just uh, do. Yeah. You know? And pushing them back doesn't doesn't really punish them for you know fumbling the ball into the end zone. Because here's the other thing. You can fumble the ball in the end zone and then recover it yourself and get seven points. That is true. Right? So if you just don't recover it and it goes out of the end zone, it doesn't deserve to be your ball deserves to go to the other team in my mind. So um, now it does look like hip drop tap hip drop tackles are going to be the thing of the past. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Now the jury's still out on the fate of the tush push. The or tush push. The brotherly shove as they tried to <laughs> shove in our face this season. Well, if yeah. Jason's gone, are they even going to be able to do it? Oh, that the was same? the other thing. Peter King uh, uh, thought in the future. He says Jason Kelsey's going to be. In a broadcast booth and be excellent. Oh yeah! At it. Oh yeah! Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's done though. 
I don't think he's done. I, I'm not sure. I, I think I think them reporting it early made him mad enough that he's going to do another season out of spite. Right. But I also think like he was still very good this year. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. And you know he's probably loves the attention. Right. And he's I mean, getting a lot. He's getting a lot of attention. <laughs> so. Looked like he was having fun in a booth watching his brother though. Yeah. No, that's a good point. He might just say, you know what? I'll spend the entire season coming to Chiefs games, to take my shirts off. Yeah, you know what a life. What a life, <laughs> right? Sweet action there, unlimited beers. Your brother's breaking records left and right. Hang out with Taylor. Hang out with Tay Tay. <laughs> Sounds pretty damn good. Phone lines are open eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. That's eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the New Sports Radio nine ten. The fan now at one zero five. 1FM just after 1.30 here on a Tuesday, February 27th. You're listening to AWOD Radio on the fan and always available on the go with the free Odyssey app. We'll go around local sports in Richmond, Virginia with Lane Casadante coming up at 2 p.m. And uh, we will discuss the biggest sporting event of the night at 2.45 here on game day. But joining us right now, very special guest, from the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, you recognize him from the Sports Junkies, the Zing King, and it is Matt Valdez. What's going on, Matt? Adam, how are you? You must be short on guests today. Thanks for calling me <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> uh, no, this was my producer's idea. Stubb has been working hard behind the scenes. He's taken over some of the booking duties. Oh. And um, so, yeah, he reached out to you. This is his idea here. And uh, we'll get to why he wanted you on the show in a second. But I am interested, you know, you're working every day with the sports junkies. And this is yeah. one of the craziest off seasons in the past 20 years for Washington. Because now you have the new ownership making moves. You have a new coach and presumably a new quarterback. Do you believe this is the craziest offseason in the past 20 years for Washington? It always seems like there is something, but in terms of, I guess, player development, uh, free agency, the draft, I would say yes, it is in the in the in one of the most recent memories. I know we were kind of subjected to uh, Redskins, Commanders, team name talk, for like a, a, an entire year, maybe two years. But it feels good to actually be debating players, debating personnel decisions and personnel moves. But uh, in terms in terms of players, coaches, uh, GMs, I, I feel like this has been a, a tidal wave of excitement for Commanders fans. Yeah, and, and absolutely. And, and today we've been talking about the power that the Commanders hold with that number two overall pick, if you were the GM in this situation, you know you famously have said you've take you would take multiple quarterbacks in the draft, keep swinging until you hit on one. What <laughs> would you do with the power of the number two overall pick? Uh, I, I have had some uh, outside the box ideas. That's how I would like to describe it. Um, if you're going to tell me that quarterback is the most important position in all of sports, then I want as many bites at the apple as possible to try and acquire the, the franchise quarterback. And I've said on bef- uh, uh, on the junks before that that uh, I would draft a quarterback in all seven rounds if you're telling me it's the most important position. But you, you, you're right. The commanders are in a position of power. Um, I feel like everybody wants one of these one of these darling three quarterbacks that, that everybody is talking about. And I... To be honest with you, Adam, if I was if I was GM Valdez, GM Peters, I would approach this in terms of a long game. I would look for a, maybe a stopgap here in a Kirk Cousins for two, 
three years or Gardner Minshew I would bring in after uh, an amazing season leading the Colts to the playoffs after Anthony Richardson went down and I would tr- and I would trade out and sell that pick for as much as I can get for it and then just do this song and just delay this song and dance down the road after filling in the holes on the offensive line filling in the holes on the uh, on defensive end that I traded away, I would acquire as many assets as possible and then sort of kick the QB can down the road. I like that, and it's a great point because, you know, you're not the only one saying that. You know, a lot of people have said Kirk Cousins 2.0. We brought up Baker Mayfield earlier today if he ends up getting cut by the Bucs. And so you have to go get a free agent if you want to go that route. But also, you know, with the number two overall pick, if you draft a quarterback – you're not really using the power. You're just doing what everyone else would have done. But if you trade back, you're using that power to acquire more picks. And so that's why I do think free agent is an interesting route. Personally, I think that the quarterback class is just too damn good to not take a shot. And so I like Caleb Williams, number one. I like Drake May, number two. I'm kind of out on Jaden Daniels, but I'm interested in your take on these three top quarterbacks. Well, it, it, this is this is kind of the cycle that we're we're going through, Adam. And to be honest with you, we've we've sort of we sort of put these this position on a pedestal. Is that we've 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 loved the quarterback position so much, is that I feel like we're starting to do this hype train early on these guys just be, just because it's it's the face of the franchise. To be honest with you, we're going to do the same song and dance that we did with that we did with Caleb Williams that we're doing with Drake May that we're doing with Jaden Daniels next year when Quinn Ewers comes out when Drew Aller comes out and and whenever the whole handful of quarterbacks uh come out of college and declare we're going to do this same song and dance and it's not necessarily this class is more special than that class it's just it's just the the fame of the position you understand what I'm saying is yeah. that is that we've have fallen in love with quarterbacks so much as that the hype train next year will just be the same as it's this year, except with different name with different names and different faces. And if I'm if I'm constructing a team, I want my face of the franchise to have every opportunity possible to be successful. It's like it's like uh, if you had twins, okay, Adam, yeah, and you send and you send one twin to uh, uh, I guess public school and maybe a, a bad part of the neighborhood. They're not necessarily going to be as successful and given all the tools as if you took your other twin and you sent them to a private boarding school with A-plus teachers, uh, after-school programs, all of that. I want to make sure that my quarterback has every opportunity to succeed as possible and not just thrown to the wolves in some sort of patchwork line, uh, no weapons whatsoever, uh, doesn't have a defense to rely on to, to try and win games. So that's that's just why I would trade back, try to acquire picks, and and sort of kick the QB can down the road. I know a lot of people want to take a big swing at number two, but if you have faith in your GM office and your scouts and this whole system that you this whole hierarchy system that you've constructed in Ashburn, well then let them do their job. That's it's their job to find the guys. So let them do their job. No, it's a great point, and you certainly do have more success 
drafting a quarterback, the more talent that you have around him. And I partially agree with you that we do the same song and dance every year. That's why I was pissed last year when all the uh, analysts were hyping up Bryce Young, and I kept saying, this guy's a five-foot twig. He's not going to last in the NFL. Now, I will admit I was wrong about C.J. Stroud, but I was absolutely right about Bryce Young. The thing is, is I do really believe in Caleb Williams and Drake May to be really good quarterbacks uh, right away in the NFL. I think they are better prospects than the guys next year. We just don't know what will happen next year. Maybe there will be more hype for a guy like Shador Sanders uh, or Quinn Ewers or something like that, you know? Yeah, that's and I, I'm telling you, there will be another. There will be a Drake May next year coming out of the draft. There will be, you know what I mean. There will be a Jaden Daniels that comes out of the draft. And and honestly, I think a lot. I think a lot of the Commanders fans aren't used to. I guess aren't used to player development. Um, I, I think with with better with better NFL programs, you see it happening a lot more. But you know the, the structure of the team is set to to build these these late round picks into better players, and you, not every draft pick has to be some sort of home run, grand slam, swing for the fences type play. I feel like uh, a, a lot of players when they come to DC, it's either they're really good or they're really bust. There's never really given a chance to develop, and I think with Peters and what the, what what they have in place. I think you're finally going to be able to see some sort of develop player development, which was lacking over the last years under Ron Rivera. So just give just give the front office as many chances to develop who they want uh, before moving forward. Yeah, I mean this team, this team, this team is this team's bad, Adam. I mean Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera set this team back. uh, I feel like years based off of his player personnel decisions. Yeah, and now and now you can't. You're not going to get it all back in one draft hall and in one season. It's going to take time. He did permanent damage to this team. <laughs> it's going to it's going to be a healing process. Yeah, and he claimed he fixed the culture, but you're right, the roster is depleted. And you do hope that with Josh Harris bringing in Adam Peters and his skill is evaluating talent, and then Dan Quinn's skill is developing that talent, that that's what they would be able to do. It's Matt Valdez with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. So Stubb put, uh, hit me to this article on WBAL in Baltimore, and TripAdvisor named Ocean City. One of the best beaches in the world. I've been to Ocean City a hundred times. I was blown away by this article, Valdez, and so he thought it'd be a good idea to book you on the show. You are Mr. Ocean City. What do you think? I am. I consider myself the unofficial mayor of Ocean City. Um, I've been going there ever since I was a little kid, staying at Century One off 94th Street. Now I now I, I spend my time more in the quieter Ocean Pines development of Ocean City. But to be honest with you, I'm glad it's getting the recognition it deserves. Ocean City is a hillbilly oasis. <laughs> it's one of the it's one of the best places in the world to vacation. Whether whether you're uh, uh, a young gentleman like yourself, or if you're a family man like our buddy Drab, you can take his twins to Frontier Town. Ocean City has it all. It has brown sand beaches, not white sand, brown <laughs> sand beaches with cigarette with cigarette butts. Some of the coldest water in the world, and some of the best some of the best beach bars in the world. And if you didn't see, Ocean City just announced today that they are hosting their second annual Ocean's Calling event 
headlined by OAR, Blink-182, The Killers. Ever heard of those bands? Yeah, that sounds awesome. I, <laughs> I want to get out there. I do love Frontier Town. Yeah. That was one of my favorites growing up, but uh, I'm not a fan of the beach. The beach in general? The beach itself. I think it's too cold. Uh, okay, well, it's not Hawaii. I mean, give us a break. It's the, it's the armpit of Maryland. What do you think? The water's going to feel like a jacuzzi? I love that. Valdi, so I sent the article to my parents. My dad wrote back, and he said, there's no way that that should be true, or maybe just the people that hang out there make it worse. <laughs> it might... You know, there is there is a lot of Pennsylvania people going down there. But I actually, I, since you're kind of like smack dab in the middle, I would think more people go to Virginia Beach than Ocean City uh, in the Richmond area. But I know what the Ocean City invented the Orange Crush. Did you know this? At, at Harborside Bar in West Ocean City, on a rainy summer day, some bartender put together Sprite, Triple Sec, Orange Vodka, and fresh-squeezed OJ and came up with one of the greatest summer drinks known to man as the Orange Crush. I was told b- to believe that it happened at a, su- a junkie summer dress party. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Brett would tell you to say. But no, no uh, it happened in Ocean City, Maryland, at good old Harborside. I-, I will say I do enjoy Ocean City. I will, you know, stand for Bethany Beach. That's where I went growing up. But I think here's what you sleep on that I'm now all in on after I went on a bachelor trip. Yeah. Lake lake beaches. The water is calm. There is a, a lake beach in Chicago. I mean, smoking hotties everywhere. The the uh, the water is calm enough where you can throw the football. There's a ton uh-huh. of bars and restaurants. I think you sleep on lake beaches a little bit. Well, you know Ocean City is an inlet, so not only do you have the coastline of the Atlantic coast, but you have the beautifully uh, urinated waters of Athawoman <laughs> of Athawoman Bay. <laughs> Yeah. All right, you made your case. We'll we'll open up to the phone lines now. 833-804-0910. What do you think should be the best beach if you had to vote? 833-804-0910. TripAdvisor names Ocean City one of the best beaches in the world. Valdez, we really appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, no problem. Hey, that was a home run segment. You could tell Drab to uh, kiss your butt, all right? I will. I tell him to kiss my ass a woman. <laughs> I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. That's 833-804-0910. My mom's hanging out with us, Stub. You got to meet my mom for the first time. I thought you had met her before. I'm not sure. I, I, I she remember, came here in September. I think you were working in September. I remember right? I was here when you talked to her at Cap Ale, and and uh, and she said a no-no word. Oh yeah, I remember that. Was That's, that on the phone? That was a that was a Cap Ale. So oh, she came to Capital Ale House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. You can't let my mom near a microphone. All right, uh, but we are. Uh, she's here, and we're gonna go out and get some lunch after the show. So I'm Ooh. getting hungry now, thinking of options. So wanted to do an impromptu dude food on the fan. Dude food. We're not responsible for the content of this program. Or anything we say when we're really hungry. Where's my food? Dude, where's my food? food? The most delicious food you've ever tasted. Yes! How can he piss off a flip-flop? <laughs> loves food. Dude! Food! Alright, so the lead story on Dude Food today. Crumble Cookies has announced layoffs due to change in sales patterns. Imagine thinking... 1,900 caloric newts 
nukes were a sustainable model. That's from micro macro edge here as Crumble experiences a change in sales patterns and uh, they have eliminated several positions and a ton of layoffs. Doesn't really surprise me. This I, was definitely a fab kind of thing. Yeah. I, I told yeah, like I it know. was gonna it wasn't gonna last very long. Right? Didn't Ariel, my sister, was spending money on crumble oh cookies she, all the time. She's got many ooh, she's got many loyalty points, which is great. We just bought some cookies. You got more cookies? Well, I don't have them with me, but nineteen hundred calories, Mom. What are you doing? We bought four cookies and it was only seven dollars. That's wild. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan of crumble cookies. I always I like the you know my favorite cookie has always been like the giant brand sugar cookies. You know what that's I'm a good about? one. Yeah, I, I I've definitely been Oreo leaning as of late. It's just really? a good quick open them up. My my roommate bought some like cosmic Oreos. They're like pink and purple on the inside. Got uh-huh. like a rocket ship on the outside cookie part. Not bad. You know I think it's Panera and a lot of other places have like a big cookie, right? Panera makes good cookies. My favorite is the. Bigger cookie like that with the M and M's on top. Okay, mm. I'm a cho- I like the that. chocolate chip. Yeah. I'm more chocolate chip than M and M for those kind of cookies. If I go chocolate chip, I have to heat it up in the toaster or something. Okay, like I, I don't like eating a chocolate chip that's like cold. It needs to melt in my mouth. Mm. I, I, I need it to be soft. Yeah, it doesn't need to be warm or cold. It just needs to be soft. Mom, stay away from the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I should. But I do well, like them. What do you want to bring up on dude food today, Stub? Uh, there's an there's a return. Of a, of a peep flavor, Dr. Pepper Peeps, or as I'm calling them, Dr. Peepers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you eat them? Yes. Yeah? I think, I look, people love to hate on Peeps. It's like the number one food that people hate on other than uh, candy corn, right? Candy there are some candy so corn haters hate. out there. Uh, I don't mind Peeps at all. It tastes like marshmallows. I love marshmallows. I like a Peep. Give me more marshmallows. I think, I think that's near Ocean City, like the Peep store, the yeah. original Peep store is out there. And speaking of give some credit to, to the Maryland area. If you need your Peeps merch, maybe <laughs> they probably have the Dr. Peepers out there. You know, speaking of desserts, all right, and uh, marshmallows, Mom, you used to make my favorite dessert. Do you know how you used to make it? It was like green mint with Oreo oh, bottom, yeah. and it was like a pie. Yeah, you bought the Oreo pie crust, and then you take ice cream, like plain vanilla ice cream, and the jar of that marshmallow crap that was very sticky. And you put it into a pie and then yeah. like Yeah, and you it. add green, um, the creme de menthe, which yeah. gives it the mint flavor and screen, and then maybe some chocolate chips. Yeah, I mean, I was crushing Oreo those cookies things. crushed up. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good stuff right there. Uh, what about, did we already talk about the big changes coming to Taco Bell? We've mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. I'd already tried Have they the, started to roll out more of their items? I, I've been checking. I think in various locations they've been testing stuff, but it's, so far it's only the crispy... Crispinata or whatever it was called. Yeah. I just double-checked Chewboom again. There's a brand new article from Chewboom minutes ago. New Lay's X-IHOP Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity Potato Chips. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ew, that does yeah, not that sound does not good. not sound good at all. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. Walmart. <laughs> I'm out. You can order them at Walmart. You yeah. want your pancake, strawberry, raspberry-flavored potato chips, IHOP. Go out and get them. Man. Oh, man. You know, this, this dude food today is not making me hungry. <laughs> it's kind of doing the opposite of that. Oh, boy. Yeah, no, not great. Not I've been great hearing news. good things about the KFC Cheetza. I still really want to go. It's 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 a fried chicken with, like, the cheese marinara and pepperoni on top of it, like a chicken tender. Yeah. Made like a, into like a, a chicken parm sandwich. It sounds like chicken yeah, it's like parm, a chicken yeah. parm. Yeah. But there's not a KFC that close to us. Yeah. The problem. That is a good point. I have to go on a whole, like, journey. 
to try this thing. That's a lot of effort. <laughs> Mom, what are you thinking tonight? You, you told me you wanted to get Indian food before. Are you still thinking with Indian, yeah, or do you want to try something else? That's a possibility, but yeah. you've got a lot of good places to yeah. so went yeah. out to We went to Taza last night. I love night. Taza. Taza's oh, so you did so that good. already. Yeah. Oh, burned Taza. Yeah. We could, I mean, we could go back. Only got appetizers. Oh, didn't get the pizza. pizza was so good there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what are you thinking? And, well, you know what else I love, but it's a big production. Carytown. Can can for the onion can. soup. Yeah, you're kind of obsessed <laughs> with can can. I was told though that there's a better French restaurant that I should be going to instead of can can. Do you? Oh, I don't. I know. don't even know can can. Yeah, yeah. There's a better French restaurant. Someone was getting me hip to. I wonder which one that was. I, yeah, I don't remember. You could meet us out at Buddy's. Oh, are you so doing trivia? trivia night? Yeah, it's Thursday. Oh, my mom. Tuesday. She would wax you guys. Yeah. I do trivia oh, yeah. night. I love that. Oh yeah, she's the Jeopardy champion. Really? Yeah, yeah. You gotta Alex come out then. Had to say, Amy, you can't join the show because you'll take all of our money. You got it. You got to make a reservation. Heads up. No way. Because the tables fill up. Really? But yeah. We we call in. We always have to get a table reserved. Or there That's won't be any spots. Crazy. It's what big, is it? The it's most the big popular. It's I, it's like great. Like if you get if you get top three enough times, you get to play in the big leagues, right? Which are hosted at the same location? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know because they have the list at the bottom, and there's tons of locations that are doing trivia. All right, if we missed any local dude food news, any new restaurants or things opening up, you can give us a call eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. That's eight three three eight zero four. 0910. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports app, Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. So we still have a lot to get to on the final hour of the show. I, I previewed it. We're going to do University Drive. I want to talk about which schools could be representing the state of Virginia in March Madness. I'm going to say right now, I think your, your top three most likely are UVA, Richmond, and the James Madison Dukes. Not saying VCU doesn't have a shot, but I think they have to win the A-10 tournament in Brooklyn. University Drive coming up at 2.15. Lane Castanante, when we return, you're listening to AWOD on the fan.